0: Jeremiah Sinclair, I am a man of many faces, the face of support for my wife, the face of comfort for my children, the face of stoicism to my employers, and the face of death to my guests. I'm an assassin, the best the money can buy. I provide my clients with a service they often could not complete on their own, but in doing that... I faced the lowest denominator of human life. In my walk, I've dealt with pimps, pedophiles, and murderers. I have no qualms with eliminating your issues as long as you have the right amount of money. Right now, however, I was trying to determine who had eliminated my last line of security by calling my home phone. I was just calling-
1: He said that he needed your help, and the police meet him at the 7th shelter on Watson Street.
0: Did he leave a number? Yes, and he said it was urgent. I work for the corporation, and usually the procurement of my services is handled through them. After the contract is signed, I'll receive a call from a person from the corporation that I've given the simple moniker of My Connect. I say would because in the midst of a pursuit that spanned much of Western Europe, I broke protocol by contacting my connect directly for assistance. No one has ever been able to locate her because she would always call from masked area codes. I had to use a tracker to find her, and held on to the information like an ace in the hole because once I exposed her, I knew that the relationship would be finished. As expected the corporation made sure to let me know almost immediately afterwards that my breach of conduct had been noted and I hadn't heard anything afterwards. Now, I was receiving calls that should have been going through the corporation at my home. At least, that's how it seemed. Okay. Babe? Yes? I think you and the kids should take that trip that we discussed. Go to... Yes there. I didn't want to say too much over the phone because it was clear to me that if someone was able to acquire my home telephone number, there was no reason to not assume that they also had access to my home. If a potential client had access, then so did a potential enemy. I never leave witnesses, but if there was someone nearby who didn't recognize me and didn't know my job, I would let them be. I wasn't a serial killer after all. I was an employed member of a company who often needed me to set things right. The completion of those tasks meant that someone died. If it was more than one person, I could handle that, but I would rather leave as few bodies as possible.
1: So they got you, huh?
0: Trevor, Solace, Salento was every guy's worst nightmare. He was a man who never knew quite when to shut up, and he was relentless in his pursuit. If he hated you, you would know immediately, and he wouldn't stop letting you know until you were dead.
1: Shoot, man. They found you. Them motherfuckers found you. I knew this shit was bound to happen. That's why I never told you my real address or name.
0: Solace, I've known you since we were kids. We played pee-wee football together. I spent the night at your house. I know all of your information.
1: Then what's my blood type?
0: Don't know, but I can find out. We flew home without any incident and drove to my house. When we arrived, Lachey and the kids were gone, as expected. She was not aware of all of my job duties, but she knew that if I said they needed to go on a trip, it was time to go. I picked up the note that she had left behind and sent a text message to the number that she had written down. Seventh shelter. Twenty minutes. Seconds later, a message came back that simply said, Okay. Man,
1: have you slept yet?
0: I slept a bit while on the flight back.
1: Why? Because I haven't. And if you expect me to keep on watching your back... You're going to have to allow me a few minutes to refresh myself. I'm going to sleep, man. It could either be here or in the bar, but I don't think it would look too professional if this dude is watching me drool all over the table.
0: (laughs) We could place napkins under your head. Kind of like a
1: pillow. Fuck you, I'm out.
0: He closed his eyes and went to sleep. I took a moment to gather myself and exited the car. I arrived at the bar and took my seat in the rear, facing the door. I immediately scanned the area to see if there were any eyes on me. There weren't. I didn't know if the man that I was meeting knew my face, but I suspected that he knew more about me than any client that I'd ever worked with. After all, he had gotten my home telephone number from somewhere, and so the chance of him having secured a dossier while remote was not entirely out of the question. The door opened, and a man strode in. He was tall, wearing a trilby and a trench coat, and as he looked around the room, our eyes met, and he nodded. I dipped my head back, letting him know that I was the person he was looking for, and he came to the back and had a seat. He flagged down a waitress, ordered a dirty martini, and focus his attention
2: on me. Hello, Jeremiah. My name is Mark Treadwell. I would say that it is nice to meet you, but given the circumstances, I won't.
0: His brusque nature startled me, although I didn't show it. The familiarity that he had with me was disconcerting, and I unconsciously felt my gun in my shoulder holster.
2: I don't think the gun is necessary, although it was to be expected that you would welcome me with some form of hostility. After all, I am the man who invaded your privacy and contacted your home to meet you. I imagine that most men would not dare to approach you in that matter. And as such, it pleases me to be the first. I'll make this quick. I need your assistance, and I am willing to pay any amount of money to ensure it. Before I go further, however, would you like a drink? I didn't know what to make of this man. But he
0: was a client, and he wouldn't have searched for me if he didn't need me. I nodded and ordered a rum and coke. How can I be of assistance?
2: Well, Jeremiah, I have a matter of utmost importance, and time is truly of the essence.
0: Treadwell paused as the server returned with my drink and watched as I took a sip. Once I swallowed, he continued.
2: I work for an organization that specializes in nanotechnology. We are currently the third most prestigious firm in the world in terms of this field.
0: I nodded, urging him to continue.
2: He took a sip of his drink,
0: and then went on.
2: A week ago, a new nanotechnology was developed that would allow man to heal himself. If he were to fall and skin his knee, the skin would repair within 22 seconds. If he were to break a bone, the bone would knit, set, and heal in 45 minutes.
0: He paused, took a last sip of his drink, and alerted the server that he wanted another satisfied he turned back to me
2: if a man were to be shot with a 44 caliber magnum handgun he'd be fully recovered with a a scar in two hours
0: i sat in wonderment of the marvels of science if that technology were to be released to soldiers that country would be unstoppable
2: they would be able to resist the most brutal attacks that would be that would be a multi-billion dollar opportunity for whoever held the patent We have done the math, Jeremiah. Whoever holds this patent at the time that the technology is released will immediately become the richest, the most powerful organization on the planet. And why do you need my services? I'm getting there. The company was in the final stages of finalizing the patent when we were alerted that one of the scientists who had worked on the project had taken the product and fled to another company. He has gained asylum there while the patent procedure is finalized. Billions of dollars that should have gone to my company will be lost. We cannot allow this to happen.
0: Treadwell slid a cell phone across the table.
2: You will find this man and get our technology back. When you get the technology back, you will call us. The number is the only number in the contact list. You have approximately 79 hours before the patent is finalized.
0: And what do I do with the man once he is found? Do your job. I don't generally leave witnesses, and if I have a guest, I must dispose of them if the client requests it. But this was a far strike from the situations that I usually faced. This was not a person maligned or a child taken. This was corporate espionage, and I was not sure if I was the person to undertake this problem. They needed documents found and a man killed in cold blood. But I'm not a murderer. I'm not a serial killer. I am an assassin, a man who would eliminate anyone as long as the client was willing to pay. I had held on to my beliefs for as long as I could. And he was right. I needed to do my job. Your problem will be taken care of.
2: Good man. I didn't anticipate having any problems with securing your services but I wanted to look you in the eyes and see that you were the right one for this task. I could have simply called you while you were in Amsterdam or when you were in Italy, but this was a situation that required me to be able to tell you directly that failure is not an option. I know that you should never go into a job expecting not to succeed, but I want to reiterate that the clock is ticking. You'll fly to Las Cruces, New Mexico, immediately. Gain access to the building using the key code that we have supplied to you within the text messages on this phone. Do you have any questions? I have none. Have a good day,
0: Jeremiah. Treadwell placed the tickets on the table, finished the last of his martini, and walked out. I waited a few minutes and did the same. I got into the car and drove to the airport. And as I drove... I thought about the fact that I was constantly on the move, never fully able to enjoy my life with my family. I never established much of a relationship with my mother, who was constantly out with her friends, men and women both, doing whatever they wished to satisfy their urges so that she could fill the hole that was in her heart. She died of a drug overdose at the age of 37, leaving me to be an orphan at the age of 13, or rather, a partial orphan. My father was alive at the time of her death, and as far as I know, never made any strides to come to a son's aid upon learning of my mom's passing. I didn't mind too much. The man had spent so much time in the military that I think he was incapable of forging relationships with anyone. It had been years since I had seen him, and decades since we had any semblance of a conversation. I awoke solace, and we boarded the plane. Silas immediately went back to sleep, and I sat, thinking about my children and what my legacy would be in their lives. I tried to attend every school and extracurricular function that they were involved in, but it was becoming more and more difficult to find the time needed to fully show them that I was there for them. I also found that I had less and less time available for Lachey. It was difficult to balance my life with my livelihood but it was a livelihood that allowed my family to live the life that they did. As long as there were guests for me, there were clients. The path that I walked was a circle. We landed in New Mexico and rented a vehicle. After driving to the hotel on Griggs Avenue, we unloaded our bags and went into the room for a rest. I laid on my bed and closed my eyes for what I wanted to only be a 30 minute nap. But when I awoke, it was 10.30 the next morning. I had slept for 12 straight hours. I arose, showered and dressed, and went down to the hotel restaurant where I sat and ate. I went back up to the room and awoke Solace, who then showered and dressed. We then got into the vehicle and left. Did you eat? Yes, I did. I would have woken you up. But I didn't. Why not? Because you were mumbling in your sleep about what you were going to do to Gabrielle Union. I figured that it would be a tragedy to wake you up from that dream.
1: You're right. I probably would have shot you.
0: I took a look at the dossier that was attached to a text message on the phone that Treadwell had sent me. The target's name was Lance Devereux. He was a 47-year-old man from New Orleans. Graduated magnum cum laude from LSU in 1983. Worked in engineering for several years and then moved to nanotechnology in 1990, where he remained for the next 20 years. He had the frame that you would expect of a scientist tall and gaunt, eyes serious and piercing. He had no wife or children. Clearly, his work was his life. Kinda like mine. I pushed that thought out of my head and arrived at the address for the company. I used the key code and pushed the door open. The cool air was a welcome respite from the acrid air that hung over the area like a heavy coat. The building was humming, full of activity and conversation. We walked past the receptionist and boarded an empty elevator. I pressed the button for the 17th floor, and once we reached our destination, we disembarked. We walked down the hall, the plush carpet masking all footsteps.
1: What type of money do you think these folks make, man?
0: I would assume it would be
1: in the realm of six figures. Dang, that's it? To build a tiny program that could change the fabric of the world's history? Just six? Shoot, if I had that type of power in my head, I would hold the first bidding war in the history of geekdom. I would ask for a seven-figure contract, for starters. Is that it? Hell no, that ain't it. I would also ask for three luxury cars, a house in my mama's name, 22 fly girls who, if asked, would bark like a dog, like the queen to be from coming to America, nine 3D movie theaters, and 22 pounds of the finest greenery in the history of hydroponics. I would also request casual Fridays.
0: I just looked at him and kept walking. One day, when I chose to believe in God and I started praying, I would pray for solace first. We walked down the hall until we reached an office that had the name L. Devro on it. Looking around, we determined that no one was watching us, and we walked into the office. Mr. Devereux was sitting at his desk, his back to us, listening to music on his earphones. The music was so loud that he didn't hear us approach. He only moved when he felt the gun press against his juggler vein. Mr. Devro, I'm a man who doesn't need to be named. I work for a client who doesn't need to be trifled with. We need you to take this time and think about who would send me to find you at this time. Do you have that group in mind? He nodded. So, what I need you to do is get all of the paperwork and data that you'd taken from that company, log out of your computer, and leave for the day. If you speak a word to people other than, I will see you tomorrow, I'm not feeling well, you won't see them tomorrow. Do you understand? He nodded. Call your boss. He did as I requested including placing the entire file onto a flash drive that he placed in his pocket. He called his boss and told him that he wasn't feeling well and he would be out of the office for the day. He shut down his computer and we walked out to his car, a Cadillac STS. He walked to the driver's side and I shook my head, pointing him in the direction of the passenger seat. He walked to the other side and got in.
1: You mean I got a ride in the back?
0: Where else did you expect to be at?
1: Shit, I was kind of planning on calling shotgun and hopping in.
0: We walked to the driver's side and got in. I pushed the start button and we drove off. I didn't expect much, if any, trouble from Devereaux. He seemed to be in shock from the entire situation. However, I learned at a very early age that it was the quiet ones that I should worry most about so I covered his face with a chloroform rag and his body instantly relaxed. We rode in silence to the killborn Hole in the Petrillo Mountains south of Las Cruces. When we arrived, I waited for him to regain consciousness. The conversation was brief. I didn't really want to get too involved in the semantics of the situation. I just wanted to get the documents, get the data, kill my guest, and get home to my family. So I asked him if all the information was on the documents and in the flash drive. He said it was. I asked those a password and he supplied it. I asked him if he had left any copies anywhere. He said he had one more copy at his home. He gave me the address and I saved it along with the password into the phone. I took the documents and the flash drive from him, motioned for him to get out of the vehicle and walked into the edge of the hole. I pushed him into the 100-foot-deep hole and left. I drove back down the mountain, left his car on the side of the highway, and walked to a bus station. Once I reached the bus station, I boarded the bus and rode to the airport. On the way to the airport, I called the number on the contact list and advised that the job was completed. I also told the contact about the copies of the data that were on Devro's computer at his home. We met at the airport, I gave him the documents, the flash drive, and the keys to my rental car, and the man got into his own car and drove off, presumably to clear all data and evidence from Devereaux's computer. The money was wired into my account, and we boarded the flight and went home, where I was looking forward to peace and quiet for a few weeks. Time with my kids, time with my wife. That was my goal, my focus. I arrived at my house, cooked dinner, spoke to Lachey and the kids, and just relaxed. The job bothered me less than I expected, which troubled me for a few moments. I was just doing what I was paid to do, what I was the best at. They wouldn't have come to me if I wasn't the man for the job. I did what I was sent to do, and in a way that can never be traced back to me or tread well. Comforted by this thought, I sat back and drank my juice. Yeah,
1: Treadwell gave you a nice little payday, didn't he?
0: Looking over my shoulder again, are you? Don't worry. You'll get your cut.
1: About that. I think I deserve a raise, especially given that type of profit.
0: So uh what type of raise are we talking about? How much
1: more money? Money? Who's talking money? I want Jordans. 16 pairs. I want 23 different types of drabo pants. Every color under the rainbow, plus some I made up. I want 12 different types of hydroponic wonderment. Two pounds of each. I want a gun.
0: You you really think I'm going to let you get high and then get a gun?
1: I'm just saying... We've been star-skinned hutching it for the last five years. We've been through a lot of stuff. I just think it would be better for all involved if I had a gun. I disagree. But you really didn't give it enough thought. Sleep on it for a while, and then give back to me about that. I mean, it doesn't have to be a bazooka or nothing. Even a twenty two would do for now.
2: Right.
0: Good night, Solace. He left, and I went to sleep. I settled into a nice routine over the next week in which I woke up, cleaned up, and watched sports, or went golfing, or played basketball. The day of the patent finalization came and went, and I didn't notice. I lived my life the way a normal person would, talking with my wife and kids every night, enjoying life every day. The following Thursday, Lachey and the kids were flying home. I had cleaned the house and cooked a tantalizing spread of food. I was truly excited to just spend time with my family. Money would not be a problem for quite a while, so I could tell Lachey that I was going to be a stay-at-home dad for the unforeseeable future. I knew the kids would like that. I would take them to school and pick them up. I would be involved in their lives. I would take Lachey out to dinner, surprise lunches, and breakfasts. We will see sunsets and catch sunrises. My phone rang. I looked at the caller ID and the caller was blocked. I answered the phone. Hello?
2: I thought we had an understanding. It was Treadwell. Indeed, we had an understanding. You get me my technology back, you get me my patent back, My company secures the patent. That was the understanding. And I did that. No, you didn't. You failed. The patent was secured by the other company. What? The patent was secured by the other company. The information that you gave us? Useless. The flash drive? Encrypted beyond understanding. I gave you a simple mission to complete. And you failed.
0: My mind was reeling. I hadn't checked to see if the information was valid because, to be honest, the information was way over my head. I had secured the information that I was led to believe was the most pertinent success. I had failed. You failed. The data was incorrect.
2: The only person who could have gotten the correct information was dead by your hand. Nice disposal, by the way. We can and will tie the other company up in litigation for years, but the bottom line is that any... Innumerable amount of money was lost this week,
0: all due to your failure. I sat in silence.
2: Have you ever seen billions crumble directly in front of your eyes because of failure to follow through? You give someone a job to do for you, and you expect results. I expected results. I expected you to produce for me. You did not, Jeremiah. What is worth the most to you, Jeremiah? Jeremiah. What would be absolutely invaluable to you? Your money? I don't see you're that type of person. Your life? While important, I don't see that as being worth much. No offense. None taken. Jeremiah. I froze. But, what about your linchpin? What about if I took the only person who not only meant the world to you, but also watched over and nurtured your children? Whom I presume are the light of your world. What if I took that away and caused you not only years of grief, years of counseling, and an eternity of guilt, but also took away your livelihood, because no one would be around with your kids while you were away? What then? Please, don't. You're on speakerphone. Tell your wife what you do. Tell her what your job is and was. Tell her how you failed.
1: Jeremiah? What does he mean you failed? What exactly is your job?
0: (sighs) Luchay, I'm an assassin. I kill people. I was hired to kill a man and get some documents and technology back for the man who was with you. And I failed. I cost him billions.
1: The kids. We were walking out of a terminal when a man grabbed me. Another man grabbed the kids. Jeremiah. My kids are gone. Our kids
2: are gone.
0: I sat there. Processing the information that she had given me. A chill running up my back. If
2: you have harmed my children... Will. You will have failed again. Don't worry, Jeremiah. I haven't done anything to them. No children, right? Isn't that the rule? What was the rule, Jeremiah?
0: No women or children tread well. No women are children. Right. No women. Well, about that. Please no Please God no.
1: Simulcast. But you don't know about now you slip... Just...